Hello there, and welcome to the Sarlacc Pod. I'm your host, Brandon Kalos, and this is a Star Wars podcast. So for 10 weeks of doing this podcast, uh, every every week I try to find something that I can improve, uh, whether that's better edits or just making the show flow better and make it more, um, just seem more, a lot more seamless, a lot more, uh, a lot, uh, just make it seem a lot more genuine. And uh, I, I've gotten a lot comfortable in front of the microphone. My edits have definitely gotten a lot easier because I'm 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 talking better. I'm getting more comfortable on the microphone, and uh, I feel like the episodes are just getting more smooth and more clean, and that's why I try to do, every time I edit, I try to find one thing that I want to just get better at. So a couple weeks ago, I started doing like an opening monologue. I feel like it makes the show tie in better, and uh, just gives it a more flow, more genuine, more genuine feel to it. instead of being like less robotic, especially when we break down episodes, I don't want to just go right into the episode and then end uh, I, I want to communicate with you guys better and, and feel like I can connect with you guys better. So when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to start the show with today, uh, I was really going over how I've changed in the 10 weeks that I've been doing this podcast. And with it, uh, with we just got news that we probably won't have season three of Mandalorian until 2022. And probably we, we don't really have any, any info on dates of shows that are coming, but we do know that the Boba Fett series and the Bad Batch aren't coming till December. We're not going to have any episode breakdown, so I'm trying to figure out what I, I, I have ideas for what I want to do for the ne- upcoming year. Um, but I, I was just trying to think of how I've changed as a person because I definitely have. So obviously, I love Star Wars. I started this podcast because. I've talked about it before. When in the end of at, at the season series finale of Rebels, when Ahsoka comes back and finds Sabine, right there, I was like, "Yeah, I want to start a podcast." And that was almost three years ago. And uh, so obviously, I love Star Wars, and and, and it, uh, nobody wants to listen to a show where no where the host doesn't isn't you know doesn't like the subject they're talking about. But two things have definitely changed. My love of Star Wars have has definitely grown over the past ten weeks. And I, I didn't think that would happen because I always I always thought I loved Star Wars. But doing this show, it, it made me want to learn more because I want to be more knowledgeable and come across as more knowledgeable as you got, to you guys. So I do more research. I'm learning more. In, I've learned more in 10 weeks than I have in 20 years of being a Star Wars fan. And I've loved it. It's, just, it, it's made my love and my passion for this franchise grow so much. And I feel like I've really talked about that, especially the last maybe four weeks, ever since the Ahsoka episode, I've really tried to drive that home. The other thing is I am not a motivated person. I struggle with motivation. I have my whole life on my YouTube channel, the, my archery channel. I wanted to do a series where I try to find motivation and better my life, whether it be with archery, losing weight, uploading consistent content and literally i have been working on this same video for a year i filmed bits in january april july november and now so it's it's the perfect most ironic 
version of finding motivation you can possibly have. But for 10 weeks, I have consistently uploaded an episode because not only am I so excited to get on the microphone and and share my experience with the show and talk about the show to you guys, but it's just really made me excited to do something and put something out and do something that I'm proud of. And it's made me work on my other YouTube channel. It's made me start um, thinking about more ideas and scripts for my outdoor channel. And I think 2021 is going to be really good for that. But this show has definitely helped in that sense. And it's, I mean, I've recorded episodes at two in the morning because I just, I've been so amped up about the episode I just watched and two in the morning, I I still want to record it and get an episode uploaded to you guys. So I've been really proud of myself for that. But yeah, the, 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 the subject I've really wanted to drive home the past few weeks is just how passionate this show has made me. I've always been, like I said, I've always loved Star Wars, but I've just, the passion that has come out of me the past few weeks from this episode has just really driven home how much this franchise means to me. And uh, I guess that's it for the this week's opening monologue. And I've been a terrible host because my brother is on the episode today and he's just been listening to me, probably <laughs> rolling his eyes. But uh, Jared, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Definitely not rolling my eyes because I, <laughs> I understand uh, everything that you're saying pretty much. Yeah, so. and and it's you're kind of you're kind of sharing it with me too. I always thought that I, I was always kind of jealous of you because you've always liked Star Wars and you've always enjoyed it and watched the movies, but you haven't. You didn't actually. You didn't watch Clone Wars. You didn't watch Rebels until Disney Plus came out. Yeah, this year, and it was so fun getting to watch you watch the series i was almost kind of jealous of you because i wanted to experience it again and you know you'd watch episode of clone wars and and an episode rebels and you'd just like text me or or you know talk to me and 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 you'd you'd just be so excited about it and i was like i was so jealous of that (laughs) yeah i remember uh, this year has been a lot of fun uh just with the coming out of disney plus it's been a huge benefit um for me to be able to finally uh, finally see what all the hype is that Brandon's been talking about for for years and yeah it's been a really fun year to be able to to just see all these like they're brand new yeah it has and I think that's why I've been so into the Mandalorian because I mean for Star Wars is always Star Wars you have you know you have things that that they're always in Star Wars shows your Jedi your your stormtroopers your you're good you're evil you know that's been no different whether it's watching movies or Rebels or Clone Wars or whatever. Mandalorian has been such a new thing that you could take the Star Wars name out of it and it can be it can be its completely own show. Now there's there's yeah. Star Wars tie-in obviously, but it's such its own show that I think that's why I've just fell in love with the series and the franchise all over again because this is sh- this show has been so fun to experience brand new. Yeah, it has been. I totally agree with you on that, and I think. Uh, the interesting thing about the Mandalorian too, and what I've noticed is people who are, I guess, more casual Star Wars fans are very into the Mandalorian. Like I'll use my father-in-law as an example. Like he's never seen any of the cartoons or anything, but ever since episode one came out over a year ago, he's been watching it every single week and he like loves it. And I think that that's, I think that's the interesting thing about the Mandalorian is that, it just brings a lot more people into the Star Wars franchise. And I think it's just simply because of the fact that it's live action. For sure. Um, and, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I totally agree with you. And I think that 
uh, is so unique in that sense that it's bringing more people into the Star Wars universe. Even just casual fans of the movies are coming into the Mandalorian like it's its own show, and and pull and and it pulls it off like it has. The Mandalorian has ties uh, to the series, like to the to Clone Wars and to Rebels. But if you, um, it's so unique in the sense that if you've never seen any of the cartoons, you still enjoy it almost. Not probably not as much, but almost as much as uh, a Star Wars fanatic would. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think having something live action that's not a movie has been really good for this. Um, yeah, me too. And I think that's why I think they already had plans to do more live action series for Disney Plus. But I think the success of Mandalorian has really driven that. Yeah. Yeah i i I cannot wait to watch. I I mean, I'm always going to love the animation. I'm always going to love. Clone Wars and Rebels, they have a special place in my heart, but man, the live action has just been so fun to watch. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Something I'll never forget. Yeah, so I, I I mean, we've talked about the new shows, but why don't you tell everybody how you feel about all the new news we got a couple weeks ago? Oh, um, <laughs> really good. Really, really good. So, oh, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so much that happened. So, I guess I'm just at a loss for words. That's yeah. how I feel about There's all so the much. new news. Well, you, you're a huge Marvel fan, and we got a ton of yeah. Marvel news, too. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why I'm at such a loss. Um, next year, in 2021, um, I'll be starting a podcast as well um, that we're going to talk a lot about. It's it's going to be similar to this, but also incorporate sports. And I'll get into that later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm a huge Marvel fan, and so all the news on Marvel came out and it like just blew my mind. Like I knew that we were getting shows, but I didn't know how consecutive the shows were going to be next year. Um, Like we're never going to be bored next year. Uh, Us as, as Marvel fans Um, and star Wars, it's a bit of a bummer because we've got to wait a little bit longer, but um, at least for me, who's both a Marvel and a star Wars fan, it seems we're getting a new show every other month, Mm -hmm. which is going to be so good um, for for Disney and so good for both Marvel and Star Wars eventually, but yeah, uh, I'm so excited. I don't even know which one I'm most excited about. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think I'm having a hard time choosing what I'm most excited for. I mean, yeah, obviously, I obviously think, Ahsoka. I think I'm most excited for, but I mean yeah. that that's a given. I'm I'm the biggest Ahsoka fan on the planet. Yeah, I think honestly, out of all, if well, if we're talking just the Star Wars ones they announced. The Hayden Christensen news, I mean, is something like no, like. Oh my gosh! I, uh, every time I some... think about that, I just I want to cry because <laughs> when when I first figured that out, so you you listened to the episode where I where I talked about the news, mm-hmm. and I just found myself just screaming at the microphone, talking yeah. about Hayden Christensen and him coming back because I was so, like, I, I I mean I'm shaking right now talking about it. I'm just getting so excited all over again. Yeah. And not only, not only is take take us take Hayden Christensen out of it. Obi Wan is a top three character for me in this in Star Wars. Yeah, and then add Hayden Christensen on top of that. Oh yeah, it doesn't, gonna be it doesn't get any more. better than that. And then the news yeah. that I didn't talk about, uh, they just dropped and they just dropped a, a new teaser with with Boba, with the book yeah. of Boba Fett. Yeah, I was gonna actually. Uh, say that that was probably my favorite of the news, but I didn't know if we were uh, going to talk about that to the no, end. No, for sure. The... We can for sure talk about that. 
Yeah, honestly, that's probably the one I'm most excited for. Um, Boba Fett is probably in my top three favorite characters of Star Wars, um, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And actually, yeah, they're, yeah, he's probably in my top three. And, and so the book of Boba Fett is just going to be something that is just going to be incredible something that's going to be so cool to be able to see more about boba fett mm-hmm. and i hope it i hope it goes a lot and i'm sure it will it'll probably go a lot into where he's been for the last 30 40 years yeah and that's um, what i'm hoping yeah which is just going to be so cool to see right, boba's boba is one of those characters that i've always loved but i've never you never really thought about him because it has been so long since you've seen him you you saw him as a kid and you got to see him kind of grow up yeah, but you never actually got to see him as the bounty hunter, right? And I think the mystery behind him was what really has driven my my love for the character because I've mm-hmm. always thought he was a cool character, for sure. But if we're being honest, when we're look when when we see all when we see Vader have all the bounty hunters together, mm-hmm. I was always interested in <clears throat> excuse me, I was always interested in Dengar. The, the, that oh, is, he 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 was just like the, the another human. Uh, okay, kind of had the the scarf over his face and everything. I was always kind of into that dude. You know, Bobo yeah. Bobo was cool. He had the cool armor, but Dengar was always like the always kind of the mysterious guy for me. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, seeing Boba, it's and and not to spoil anything, but at the end of this episode, we're going to break down all. We're gonna. We're gonna rank all our episodes, all our favorite episodes from least favorite to favorite, and Boba has a lot to do with my top episodes. Yeah, me too. Seeing him has, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we'll get into that later. Yeah. So we can go ahead and break down the episode. This episode was directed oh. by Peyton Reed. He was also director of The Passenger with Frog Lady and all the spiders. He also did um, the Ant Man series or the ant-man mm-hmm. movies which i'm oh, a huge right. fan of that's right i forgot about that we got to see omid abti play dr pershing obviously tamara uh, morrison gina carano mercedes vernado who is a great liar because after her episode the heiress she came out and in on an interview and said you are absolutely not going to see her character again in mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> So oh, she completely fooled us life. because that was a... Yeah. Uh, we got to see Katie Sackov, which I, I, I love Bo-Katan. Ming-Na Wen, who is becoming one of my favorite characters, and, and she's going to be in the book of Boba Fett. She, has, yeah. she is phenomenal. So John, cool. Giancarlo Esposito and also Mark Hamill. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Mark Hamill. <laughs> I, I, saw him, I saw him on Twitter say it's a miracle that that secret didn't get leaked yeah oh i mean yeah because he's been he's been working on it for so long i don't know yeah how do they keep something like that all the way up until the episode premiere i don't know how they did that i mean there weren't even i we can get into it later but there weren't even like rumors about it i know (laughs) no and not at all that's what i mean mark hamill uh, that that scene is i i i I don't want to admit this, but I was swearing a lot in front of my five-year-old because I watched it with him, and he didn't he didn't know what was going on. But I'm just sitting there like, "Holy crap! Yeah, this is happening." Yeah, and it's insane. Oh, this episode is just I mean, from start to finish. We we open we open with uh, the Lambda shuttle 
getting attacked by Slave 1, and you immediately get to hear the Slave 1 cannons, which are... Uh, I just love Slave. I, I love that as a ship. It is such a cool ship. So anyway, they, they board it, and Dr. Pershing is is on board with two pilots, and obviously they're looking for Mav Gideon and Grogu. Yes, sir. Not Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Not Baby Yoda anymore. Easton gets mad at me when I call him when I call him Grogu. Yeah. He always tells me he tells me, no, Baby Yoda is his first name and Grogu is his middle name. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> we we can stick to that, sure. Yep, I told him that was okay. <laughs> So as Din and Kara board the plane, one of the uh, they're talking to Dr. Pershing, and one of the co-pilots took, takes Dr. Pershing as hostage, and in the meantime is is talking about Gina or uh, Kara, and how Alderaan deserved it, and he was there on the Death Star when it happened, and Kara, the person that she is, just takes her gun out and shoots him right in the head. <laughs> yeah, didn't even miss a beat on that. Yeah. And, it makes you, with how with how willing Doctor Pershing was to help him out. Do you think that he's hates working think, for Gideon? Yeah, personally, because he was. I think he worked with him without question. He didn't even hesitate to tell him all the secrets and where where Grogu was staying. Uh, he told yeah. him about the the dark troopers. Yeah, I would like to know more about him because I feel like he's probably like I don't even think he's a bad guy like no even from even from the beginning back in season one we can see that uh he was always kind of interested in making sure the child was alive and yes. making sure the child was okay and was like healthy and i almost think that he just works for moff gideon because he has no other choice mm -hmm. and yeah. so then when he sees mando come in and you know come into the rescue he's open and willing to be like all right maybe this is my shot out of serving the empire you know yeah for sure so after they get the uh, the Lambda Cruiser, they go to I don't think it ever says the planet where where they go and find Bo-Katan, but they find her in a cantina and tell her that they know where Gideon is, and yeah. obviously Bo wants to help because she wants the dark saber. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when it's funny because you're starting to learn about Mandalore and all its different like sects uh like you have the foundlings and you have just regular mandalorians and how the foundlings can't take their helmets off uh and 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 bo-katan obviously takes her helmet off but she still is offended by boba wearing the armor yeah and i thought that was kind of uh, kind of funny so boba's like it yeah, no it was from my dad and she's basically tells him that that's not good enough yeah and then and then uh she also says i recognize your voice you're a clone so that starts a fight between Casca and him. That was a, a pretty fun fight, and Bo splits it up by saying, "Hey, if you gave if you gave that much passion, then Mandalore would still be a thing." Yeah. So after all that, Bo-Katan agrees to help, but she wants the dark saber. She wants to retake it from Din or uh, from from Moff Gideon, and she also wants the ship that they stole, basically. One of the cooler shots in the episode is both the Lambda Cruiser and the Slave One together in hyperspace. I love yeah. I love the live action hyperspace shots in this show. They're so cool. It's awesome. They work really well. Mm -hmm. 
So they come up with a plan to have Slave attacking them and shooting and shooting the cannons at them. And uh, what what Bo's plan is is to, since they're in an Imperial ship, they're going to pretend like they're under attack and board Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Yeah. Which is a pretty solid plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked. So yeah, it did. She For gets in, and uh, it just immediately, it wasn't, uh, I was I was expecting a little bit, you know you know when the the Millennium Falcon gets uh, boards onto the Death Star, and then they hide for a little bit? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, they're going to hide for a minute. No, they just go right out guns yeah. blazing. It was awesome. Yeah, they do. And, they don't uh, waste any time. The, the one thing I've loved about this show has been the music. Yeah. But when Moff Gideon tells them, tells the uh, officers to activate the Dark Troopers, the song that they play is one of the coolest songs. Have You You need to go back and listen to it if you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It makes... They kind of played... Yeah, it, it, it makes that scene just 10 times better. Yeah. I, it's so cool. I love it. I, I think uh, Ludwig Gorenz is the guy who does all the music. I think he's done a phenomenal job with this show. Yeah, he has. He really has. So all the girls go off and, and try to just clear the ship while Din goes off to find Grogu. In the meantime, he has a run-in with one of the dark troopers. He does he doesn't he tries to close the the blast doors, but one of them gets out and that was a really fun fight Mando and mm-hmm. and the dark trooper. That was a really fun fight. Got to yeah. see, you know, blasters weren't doing anything. One of actually one of my favorite things in the episode was when he was getting punched in the face. <laughs> and yeah, his Biscar wasn't true. even budging. Yeah, and you notice as well the wall behind him was like yeah. bent, completely bent. But yeah. his, as far as his helmet goes, it was fine. That was really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, he was. did his whistling birds, which slowed it down a little bit, but it slowed it down enough to get his Biscar staff out and stab it right through the neck and take it out. Yeah. And after that, he opens the uh, the pressurized door. The the what do you call that? The door that goes out into space and and sucks them all out into space. Yeah, I think pressurized door mm-hmm. works. Yeah, the next scene after it's funny because they're uh, all of the all of the women are taking out, taking out the stormtroopers and Kara's gun jams, <laughs> and I I love that. Just I liked that part a lot. Banging it on the ground. I think she says uh, "son of a mud scuffer" or something. I yeah, <laughs> thank Eric. Kara is Kara is awesome. She's a, she Gina Carano is, a really is great character. I'm so in love with her over the <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, she's a she's yeah. a really fun character, but that that's just that was that was a really fun scene. Just having uh, Bo and her Fennec and what was and and Casca. That was yeah. that, that was really fun having all watching all four of them just basically clean up the place. Mm-hmm. While while Din was out finding Grogu, yeah. So Din ends up finding Grogu, and uh, that's where we see Moff holding the the dark saber. Did you have something to say? So I kind of cut you off. Oh no, that's okay. I was just uh, talking about the the scene where we see um, those four, you know, going after all the all the stormtroopers who are on the base. I just one thing that I thought was really cool is the attention to detail that they had um, while filming all that like uh specifically they all have like all four characters have their own different fighting styles yeah and they were all like in there 
Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot her name. Um, Fennec, uh, they mentioned, is, like, one of the best shooters in the galaxy. Like, and she kind of sticks to that the whole time where she sticks to her blaster. Um, and she does what she can with that. And they show different parts where she's shooting people in these difficult places. And then you have uh, Kara? Kara? Kara Dune? Yeah. Who, Kara Dune, who um, is really just... I mean, she's just a fighter in any possible way that mm-hmm. she can. And we see that when her gun jams and she's just like not even going to mess around with it. She just starts hitting people with it. Um, and then you get to see the Mandalorian fighting styles with Bo-Katan um, and with the other one. Um, uh, the name keeps slipping me. Casca. But, uh, yeah, Casca. And I just think that's so cool, the attention to detail that they have. And it's what makes the fighting scenes in specifically the Mandalorian so great mm-hmm. is how different each scene is. Yep. Um, which I just thought was so cool seeing that with these four different fighters, these four women who are going out after the stormtroopers, um, each of them fighting them and, and handling them in a different way. Yep. Another thing I love too is uh, after after Kara unjammed her gun, she's like, I think I got it. And then the, the blast doors open and she just wipes out like <laughs> 10 of them. And you're like, yeah. yep, it's working. I yeah, think, I think your gun's fine now. Yeah. So when Din finds Grogu and and Moff is holding the the dark saber to him, it's kind of weird because Gideon's almost kind of giving up. It seems, and and yeah. and Din's like, just give me the baby. He's like, I already. I, Gideon's like, I I don't need the baby anymore. I got what I need. I just want to study his blood. You can take him. Just let me go and get off my ship immediately. And you're like, wait a second, this is too easy. So as yeah, Din right. goes and grabs Grogu, obviously that's when Gideon attacks. And again, I think I've said it every episode. Baskar is awesome, and I want some. Does it? It doesn't even. It doesn't even do anything. And when he starts fighting nope. him with the with the spear, as 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 the the spear and the dark saber connecting, and the spears heating up. That was just a, such a cool little detail that I loved because obviously the metal is going to heat up, but it it never mm-hmm. broke, it never broke, it never bent, and that was a really fun, a really fun fight scene. And one thing, out of all my times watching, you know, Rebels and and Clone Wars, this, Rebels more especially, I completely forgot that the dark saber needs to be taken; it can't just be given. Yeah, which I wanted to ask you about this on the podcast, because um, I, I was a little confused because I thought there was a moment in, the in Rebels where Sabine gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan and just gives it to her, but maybe I'm mistaken. See, I thought I thought that too. I need to go back and watch it because, I I because because uh, Sabine takes it from. Let me Google his name real quick. We kind of did a little deep dive into the dark saber, and we remembered that uh, Sabine got possessed by the Night Sisters, and she took it from Maul on Dothamir. Yeah. And then where it ends up after that, because we know that that she, that uh, Kanan trains her with the dark saber, mm-hmm. and then doesn't she just give it to Bo Katan? It's what I thought, and I'm trying to read it here on on Wikipedia, but I can't find it anywhere there, but I swear... Yeah, I thought she'd just give it to her. Yeah. Yeah, it said, 
After rescuing her father from the Imperial custody and destroying the super weapon she had built while at the Imperial, well, as, as an Imperial cadet, Sabine offered the Darksaber over to Lady Bocaton, the sister of the former Duchess, whom she deemed to be the rightful person to lead the Mandalorians against the Empire. Bocaton was reluctant to accept the mantle of leader, but with the support of the other clans, agreed to accept the Darksaber. So she was able to yeah. accept it that time. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was different because all of the Mandalorian clans told her it was okay. Yeah, and, maybe. And this time know. they're not. I, I I don't know if that was like a a lapse in judgment or not judgment yeah. or writing, but I don't know. Uh, I think we're looking in too far. I think <laughs> I I need to go back and watch Rebels. Maybe I just watching a couple clips, just trying to relearn some dark saber history watching some clips of rebels just remind me how cool that show was and how i love the art style at first i didn't like the art style because i had just come yeah. off watching clone wars so rebels was a little That's weird exactly how I felt. but watching mm-hmm. those little clips of sabine being possessed and fighting ezra i was like yeah i need to watch this show again yeah that's exactly how i felt the first time watching it but so yeah, I, I I completely forgot about that. So when when Din brings in Gideon and the shackles, and Bo-Katan's like, "What what did you do?" Mm-hmm. Um, and Kara's like, "Well, you you kept him alive. That's awesome." But but Gideon's like, "That's not what she means. You are the ruler of Mandalore now." Telling Din that, and Din's like, "Well, no, I'm not anymore." And he tries to give the the dark saber to Bo, and she kind of steps back, and she's like, "I can't take it." And and that's when Gideon goes into the st- this dark saber hasn't doesn't it's not the saber that has power it's the story that has the power and and Bo-Katan yeah. agrees that it needs to be taken in battle so Din's like okay I, I yield just take it and she, and and you mm-hmm. know everybody's saying it and and Gideon and and Bo-Katan just saying it doesn't work like that so we're gonna see that in season three you got to imagine oh yeah. For sure. I think that's perhaps where the story is going now is what <clears> happens <throat> with Mandalore and Bo-Katan and, and Din. But... I think it's going to move to that because you, I think you're getting a lot more Mandalorian history, especially in the past, Yeah. especially this season. So I oh, think sure. now that Grogu is with Luke, I think we're going to get more of the Mandalorian backstory and we're going to you know get more to that and Bo-Katan is going to be more involved in and we're gonna, and they're probably gonna try to take it back from the Empire. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where we're headed. I think so now too. with season three. So this is when everything gets crazy. <laughs> this is when greatness happens, and uh, I, I, I would argue probably the single greatest. Well, okay, I, I told you at the time on Friday when it aired. I think I remember telling you is the best thing I've ever seen come out of Star Wars. Yeah, you did. Tell me. You texted me that. But now I'm kind of off that high. And while I still do think it's amazing, I kind of step, took a step back and I was like, okay, there's been other things that have, like, <laughs> like at the end of Rebels when when Ahsoka comes back to Sabine and they go find Ezra. Yeah, that to me was probably the most one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen in Star Wars. So now that I'm off the high. I think it's still a great scene. It's still amazing. It's still probably top 10, one top five. It's still one of the best. But I think, I mean, now I'm now I'm downplaying it like I didn't like it. I loved it. 
But I think I, te- I text you immediately after, and I think I was still on kind of like a high. Yeah. And now that I'm like, you, you know what I mean? Now that I'm off it, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's still a great scene, but it's not like, okay, I've taken a step back and I've been able to breathe and think about it. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that more when we run down and, and rank our, our episodes. Yeah. But uh, the dark troopers come back because they, they have, uh, they can fly through space. Obviously they're not human. So they don't, they can breathe. They don't need to breathe and they come back and, when they're punching through those blast doors and they're denting them, it just makes you think like, okay, if they're if they're denting the blast doors like that, <laughs> Bascar is incredible. Bascar is amazing. Again, it's... I say it in every episode. I've said it before in this episode already. Bascar is unbelievable. Yeah, it seems like nothing can break it. Mm-hmm. And I I did a little more uh, digging because Mandalorian armor is made of Bascar. But I was dig. I, I I read an article or it was a video or something talking about how come there was so many Mandalorians that were getting shot and killed, and because yeah. their armor has Baskar in it, but it's Baskar with other metals, so it's not as strong. Right. Mando's it's is pure a hundred percent Baskar, and that's why it's so strong. Mm-hmm. So that that was a fun little read that I did this weekend. So after they're punching the the blast doors, they're they're thinking that they're going to get in. Then we see an X wing fly in. An X wing, and one X wing. One X wing. One X wing. Doesn't Kara say something like that? Yeah, she's she's really sarcastic and like one X wing. Great, you know. Which uh, is funny because it's all you needed, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, obviously. <laughs> did you, when you saw the X wing, did you have an idea of who it was? So, um, I'll kind of, I guess I'll kind of run you through my thought process of this whole thing. The X-Wing came and my first thought was Ahsoka. Then, um, so my first thought was Ahsoka and then the scene keeps going. The scene continues where we see, um, he ignites his lightsaber and, uh, okay, wait. And And then my second thought was, could it be Ezra? Could they be bringing ezra into this and so i started freaking out and then when i well yeah that was my that was those were those i'll leave it at that for now but those were the two my main guesses who i thought it was i yeah yeah i i ezra rode through my head a little bit um also leia got thrown out there too in my head oh okay but the more I thought about yeah, it, you know, we, cool. I mean, I'm having these thoughts within five seconds. Oh yeah. Things yeah. are bouncing off. But after I, I think, so I, I initially thought Ezra, I did think Leia, but then I was like, no, it's gotta be Luke. And yeah. I ended up being right because mm-hmm. as soon as you, he, again, he, you see the green, you, you, the first time you see him, it's black and white. You can't see what color his saber is. Um, and then you get a shot of him, and he and you get to see the green saber, and then you get to see the glove. So, obviously, yeah. that's that's Luke. You know, he's got a robot that's, hand. Yeah. That's when I realized it, too. Was mm-hmm. First, I thought Ahsoka, and then, it, and then the lightsaber was green, and I was like, okay, Ezra. And then there was a scene where you could see uh, one hand and then a glove, and that's when I was like, oh. Yep crap it's luke yep. no freaking way yep. that's when i started freaking out yep. <laughs> swearing all kinds of yep, yelling and much, screaming yeah. 
a lot of a lot of choice words coming <laughs> yes. out of my mouth. Yes, I I I, I was oh. I was blown away, and the one yeah. thing I th- the one in talk going and talking about Rogue One. My favorite thing about Rogue One was seeing Vader at the end, mm-hmm. with oh, showing yeah. all of his saber skills and his force skills. Because that's something we obviously we know that Vader is super strong. We get to see him as Anakin, you know, growing yeah. before he becomes Vader. But you never actually got to see Vader do that kind of stuff, because he you, the only time you saw him was in the besides besides in Rebels when he fights Ahsoka. The live action Vader was kind of boring. <laughs> I mean it, yeah, and that's true. it's no fault of anybody. It it was the eighties. A lot of. Yeah a lot of that stuff was boring. So to see him in Rogue One really brought you how amazing that character actually is and how strong he is. Yeah. That really solidified that with Luke too because, again, you got to see Luke in the 80s. And now if you've, yeah. if, if you've played Battlefront, you got to play as Luke and Luke is awesome in that game. So you know how strong he was, and you hear that you you know you read things, and you got to hear how strong of a Jedi he was. You get to hear in the, yeah. in, the uh, in the sequel trilogy when right. when Ray always talks about him, but to actually get to see him, and it was such the Rogue One. Like I've seen so many pictures of them next to each other with Vader, mm-hmm. with Vader and and Luke. It's the same scene. Yeah. And I was so blown away by the Rogue One scene that getting to see that again only with Luke made that scene all the more better for me. For sure. Especially when he force crushed the last one. Man. <laughs> like a can that of soda. So cool. That was awesome. Exactly. I thought that was so great that they that they did that that um cuz it showed not only how to, how he has progressed as a as a fighter with the, with his lightsaber but also it showed how much his force like his knowledge of the force and how powerful he became with the force mm-hmm. um progressed uh anyways i could just go on forever about this but it was me so too. cool me too i loved it so they let him in no nobody wanted to let him in because they didn't know who it was but, but <laughs> yeah didn't i think didn't kind of had an idea obviously because he he's the one who told him to open the blast doors and let him in yeah and he knew someone coming to yeah a jedi would come and that's when we get to see him take his hood off, and you actually get to see young Luke, young Mark oh, Hamill. The CGI was phenomenal. Plays. Yeah, the, I and thought they play I, that melody. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm again. I'm shaking thinking about it. It's bring. It's bringing yeah. it back. I watched the episode again uh, two more times today, just in the background of what I was doing, just to uh-huh. kind of refresh my memory. And both times I had to stop and watch that whole that whole scene. Yeah. And, and both times I got the chills that that's, that's going to be one of those things that every time I watch it, I don't care how many times I've seen it. It's going to give me the chills. Yep. That, that, that scene is that powerful when he removes his hood and you get to see him and, and then says, ask some, are you a Jedi? And he just says, yep, I am. I am. <laughs> you know, he puts his, puts away his lightsaber nice and slow. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, just looks at Grogu and says, "Hello, little one. Come on, let's go." Oh. <laughs> and then, and then Din says he doesn't want to go with you. And Luke, yeah. Luke's like, "You know, he's asking your permission." And I think that's when Din was like, oh, "Okay, 
this it's it's time to let him go time. for real this mm-hmm. time and you know like like every per like every dad or whatever you know you you know what's best for your kid or you know what's best for your loved one even though it might be hard to let him do said thing yeah you gotta let him do it because it's best for him and he knows that grogu isn't gonna live the best life he can with din as much as din doesn't want to admit it he knows that Mm -hmm. and i am not an emotional person if you if you saw if you if you see me i am a big dude like duck dynasty looking guy i drive a big truck i i'm i i love the outdoors i don't show emotion at all (laughs) yeah but holy crap did i tear up when he took his helmet off Oh man, that wrecked me when he took his yeah. helmet off. I, I yeah. oh man, that that got I, me. That 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 put a huge lump in my throat, and I don't. That doesn't yeah. happen to me ever. Yeah, it did to me too. Um, that scene was just so full of emotion, and I think for me it was just the oh, the roller coaster, man. Because we come off this really big high of holy crap, what just happened to mando taking his helmet off and you realizing oh yeah this is this is it like they're gonna separate now like kind of thing oh yeah yeah anyways that just that choked me up pretty bad as well i I hated it i loved it all at the same time (laughs) because i there's no other way to explain it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. because i i know i know that that's what Dino's goal was to get him back with the jedi you knew that's where we were going to end up. So, like, I was waiting for it. I knew he was going to go with Luke, but, man, it was hard. It still hurt. It still hurt. And and then we uh, get to see R2 come, and it almost makes you wonder if R2's, on, if R2's seen him before. Because Grogu was at the temple in Coruscant. And, oh, true. And R2 spent a lot of time on Coruscant. Yeah, so I actually didn't think about that. It kind of makes you wonder if they knew each other. But I think mm-hmm. I think you know Grogu was a little hesitant to go, and I think having R two there was like, come on, it's fun, let's go. You know, it I definitely think, helped. Him, I think yeah. having that adorable droid there that everybody loves R two, just Grogu mm-hmm. was like, okay, he's a good dude. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think R two told him told him that, and that's where our episode ends. Yeah, and wow, I see. Yeah re-talking about it again is just bringing back that same emotion that I felt and I love it. It just, mm-hmm. again, the theme for the, the theme for the past couple episodes is just how much Star Wars means to me. And this mm-hmm. episode just affirmed it or just, yeah. just confirmed it that how much I love this franchise. Absolutely. And then after the credits, which I did not know after you, you watched the episode before me. Yeah. And then you texted me and said, did you watch the credits? And I did not. So I had to go back and watch them. Yes, the credits, the post credit scene. <laughs> the, and, only way I, the only way I kind of, I would have, okay, so the, the episode ended and Disney Plus, usually what they do is when the credits roll, they'll suggest another thing for you, right? Yes. But the credits rolled and they didn't do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, and so that was my first initial thought. And then I looked at the 
like the time and it said there was like six minutes left and i was like well there's gotta be something else yeah and i'm way am i glad i stayed because there was and it was a big thing yeah so after the credits roll we get to see two sons so we know we're on tatooine again and the camera pans Mm -hmm. left and we get to see jabba's palace well bib fortuna's palace now yeah and we get to see pretty funny fat slob bib fortuna which i loved yeah (laughs) so nasty yep (laughs) oh man he gets he sees boba for the first time in however long timeline we are and he's all excited to see him i think he's more excited i think he's more nervous than excited you think so (laughs) i think he's trying to play it off as oh uh yeah we tried to have you killed but i'm glad you're alive like i don't know i i wasn't buying it yep (laughs) And uh, he shoots him, throws him off, takes his throne, and Fennec sits right beside him. And there we have it, the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, More reason to love Star Wars. That's going to be a fun series because it's going to be Dave Filoni, Mm -hmm. Jon Favreau, and Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. And I will talk about Robert Robert Rodriguez in a couple of minutes when we rank our episodes. Yep. He's a phenomenal director. So let's talk about Easter eggs. Uh, did you find any? Um, actually, no. <laughs> I think I was so hyped up that this was the season finale that I really didn't look for any. So yeah. I didn't get a single one. To be honest, I the first five episodes, I was super keen on finding Easter eggs. And then after the Ahsoka episode, I was just so intrigued and so on the edge of my seat that I kind of just stopped looking for them mm-hmm. because I was just more interested because the episodes got, the episodes have been good, but they got even better. And it's just, you don't want to look for Easter eggs. You just want to watch the episode. Yeah. So I got a couple and then I ended up and then I am on uh, denofgeek.com to find the rest so i'll before i look at this website i'll i'm gonna just, we have boba fett who is always going to be well I, I gotta stop using boba fett as an easter egg because he's not anymore part of the show i mean he is part of the show we get slave yeah uh which is now part of the show but r2d2 for sure yep luke for sure uh, we get to see another X-Wing, which I'm always going to call because X-Wings are one of my favorites. And <laughs> then uh, we're going to go on denofgeek.com and we're going to read what they say. So they have Luke Skywalker. Okay. They have the history of Mandalore, which I don't know. I don't I don't really know if you can put that in. Yeah. They briefly mentioned it, but it's hardly. Yeah. It wasn't much. But can you put Mandalore in history as an Easter egg in a show called the Mandalorian. That's also true. Uh, no, <laughs> I think that's kind of reaching for more. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, they do talk about the empire. Oh, Jabba's palace, obviously. Yep. Bib Fortuna. One of those characters that if you mention Bib Fortuna to someone who has watched star Wars, but they don't really you're like, no, what nobody knows the name Bib Fortuna. No, I didn't know what it, I knew who the I recognized him by his features, but yeah. I didn't know his name. Yeah. See, and I only know about his name because like 
it's uh if you ever if you ever sometimes you go on twitter and someone mm-hmm. will be like I, I remember this one time someone asked what's a what's what's the name of this character and it was salacious b crumb jabba's lizard pet monkey pet mm-hmm. thing oh yeah yeah and they're like who is this wrong names only so i started googling star wars characters that nobody knew about and obviously i learned that oh that guy's name's bib fortuna so i know i know his name just from that but like if i didn't do that i would never know oh yeah i would never know who that was so it was it was actually fun to see him brought back yeah that was even if it was only for like two seconds I think so too. But that's all the Easter eggs that they have, and I'm thinking that's all the the ones that I really found too. I've watched this episode what four times now. So, okay, we are going to end this episode with ranking our episodes least favorite to favorite, and right. we're going to each start with number eight, and then we will talk about why. So your number eight. Okay, my number eight. Um, my number eight. Uh, can I just say, making this list? So, the it's list is hard. Yeah, I was actually surprised. Uh, me making the list was easy. It was easy for me to come up with the list. What was hard for me was putting an episode in last place. Yes, because I loved all of them. Every episode like, was phenomenal. Uh, every episode had that one part that just made it a good episode. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. every there all the episodes had a lot of parts, but I have I have a couple on my list that I'm going to talk about specifically that parts that made me the reason I put them so high or low on the list. I but yeah I agree like I just uh, it was just coming up with the first five on my list was easy, um, but the last three was so hard because I would put one you know, as number eight. And then I would think about it more and be like, actually, I liked it a lot more. And then I would have to change it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I did come to a decision and I think I'm at my final choice. Um, but number eight for me, I picked the passenger, which was uh, episode. Uh, I think it was the second episode. That's the one where he is traveling with frog lady and they get uh, in this, chase with with a couple of rangers of the new republic and end up in the ice moon or ice planet uh with the i forgot their correct name but the big spiders basically yeah the uh uh krikna yeah the krikna so that was my number eight was the passenger uh, I... um, do you want my reasoning right now or uh, do you want to go well i i i i had the passenger as number eight too Oh, sweet. Okay. And and your reasoning was kind of I like I said it it was a good episode. I loved the um I love when the tie fighters are ch- or the X-wings are chasing him. It it really brought yeah. the trenches of a new hope from Death the Death Star. Actually, there's two episodes that have really that feel. But I mean, out of it was a f- entertaining episode, but compared to all of the other ones it had to go number eight in my opinion yeah yeah my reasoning (laughs) it sounds kind of lame but my reasoning for putting it at eight is because i had to honestly like that's that's basically that's the only only reason i have that's basically my reasoning too i you just looking at all the other ones it's just it's not as good but it's still a good episode really really great yeah okay you're number seven 
<laughs> my number seven is um, the siege was my number seven. Okay. Which I felt kind of bad putting this one below. Um, well, what was your number seven? My number seven it. was Eris. Okay. Okay. Why'd you put that at number seven? I guess let you go ahead first this time. Um, I don't know if I really have a reasoning. I what it came down to was I put my number seven, which was the Eris, and my number six up against each other and i basically just try to remember which one was more entertaining okay because with with the heiress you got to see bo katan again and that was awesome that brought back a lot of a lot of cool memories and then that's when you get to hear that like basically confirm that ahsoka is going to be in the episode yeah and all those things were awesome that's what made this list so hard because every episode has its amazing points but when it comes down to it, as far as entertainment goes, it just wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I felt with The Siege, actually. That's kind of my same reasoning for that one. Um, I felt bad putting it so low because we got to see Grief Karga as well as Kara uh, Dune for the first time again, mm-hmm. which was great to be able to see them for the first time. Um, in the middle of season two and it was cool to see Navarro and how much it had changed over the course of this time but uh, as cool as that was for me I just I felt personally I felt the heiress was more entertaining um, because of we got to see Bo-Katan and I love like I seeing Bo-Katan again for the first time since Rebels was such a cool thing for me um, and I thought the fighting from that one was great as well. Mm-hmm. And the fighting, the fighting from the siege was good, but I, I just wasn't as entertaining to me as the heiress was, which is probably why I put it at seven. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. What, what's your number six? So my number six, that leads right into it. My number six was the heiress. That was my number six. Okay. Um, and it was honestly, it was debate, a debate. Cause like I said, the first five were easy for me to pick. Um, but the last three were hard. I was switching around these three so much um but uh, ultimately that's what it came down to was entertainment level and uh i ranked just these three by themselves on entertainment level and it came out to be the heiress the siege and the passenger as far as entertaining goes okay that was for me what was your number six my number six was marshall okay sweet and this one was this one was hard to put at number six because i love timothy oliphant who played Cobb vance yeah I loved getting to see Boba's armor. Yeah. And I loved the killing of the Krayt dragon. Yeah. So I didn't want to put it so high on the list. Yeah. However, all the episodes are so good. I had to, I had to put it somewhere. It is so hard to put these in an order. (laughs) This was hard. This was, I think that if you, if we did this for season one, it would be really easy. Mm, yeah it would be easier well, than season two. it would be easier this was yeah. so hard mm-hmm. because it yeah, was hard for me yeah so marshall was number six i didn't want to put it at number six but i i had no other choice yeah because all the rest of the episodes were that good uh number five i put the marshall for number five okay um the reason i put that because well uh, for me uh, it was so exciting to see that episode, mostly because it was it had been a year since we'd watched The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and so 
the hype train, I guess, if you will, was just so high for this. Like, yeah. I was so excited to see it, and it did not, for me, it did not disappoint. Um, it was the perfect way to start season two. Um, I love Timothy Oliphant as well, like you said. I'm, I love him in everything that he does, um, and he was awesome as Cobb Vanth. Um, seeing the crate dragon was cool. The killing of the crate dragon was cool, and it just was the beginning, which was so exciting for me. The beginning of season two. So I put that. That's why I put that one above those three. Uh, was it? It started us back up again in the world of Mando. Okay, good reason. I like that. My number five was Siege. Okay, so it looks like we had. So I'm trying to keep a note of yours as well. Our bottom four, I guess, five to eight were all the up. Yes. Huh, okay. That's good. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Why did you put Siege right there? The reason I put Siege higher than Marshall and Eris was because it felt like a new hope. That whole episode had oh. such a episode four vibe, original Star Wars vibe. It also had one of the single coolest shots in this entire series when... Uh, the TIE Fighters, when, when Kara and and Grief are in that uh, cruiser and mm-hmm. the TIE Fighters are closing in on them and then you had the Han Solo-esque come in with the Millennium Falcon only it was Din coming in with Razor Crest and yeah. saving the day. The shot where he flies up in the air, stalls out and then comes back down and then takes out the last two TIE Fighters, that was probably the coolest shot that, that from one of the cool shots that have been in this season for me, and that's when you get to see the 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 clone or the Snokes in those in the in in the laboratory. Basically, I it, it's not confirmed that there are Snokes, but they were some sort of clone thing that they were doing with his blood. So you really got to it really pushed the story forward. I feel yeah. like, and yeah, getting to see Navarro how how much it's cleaned up. It, that was it was really fun to me. But yeah, it just had a really a, a new hope vibe to it, and that's why I put it at number five. I I like that. Yeah. Uh, number four. All right. So let's see if our number fours match up any. So okay. So number four. My number four was the believer. Same. Um, same. Yep. I think I have a feeling our top four is going to look very similar. Um. Yeah, the whole character arc with Mayfeld was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> to I, say the I agree. I mean, that's that is the big reason why I put this one so high on my list. Mm-hmm. To be able to see him go from um, a bad guy in season one to uh, who only really cared about himself to a prisoner, and then again to join mando but still only really care about himself yes and then go in to see the empire and how the empire feels about the galaxy and about people just here i forget that guy's name the guy that he shot the officer but seeing that whole conversation go down and just i mean and and credit to bill is it bill uh bill burr bill burr credit to him and his acting because you could just see in mayfeld's face his expression change as yes. this empire officer just keeps talking mm-hmm. and you can just see it in his face come to realize the empire sucks basically <laughs> like yeah. that's why i put this one so high was because the whole arc of mayfeld in this entire episode was 
incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his all every, every piece of dialogue from him in that episode was perfect. Yeah, when he's when he's talking about you no, know, nobody cares about the Republic, nobody cares about the Empire. It's all the same to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking about how him and Din are the same, and Din is disagreeing with him. And he's like, no, when your back's up against the wall, everybody has a line that they will cross when things get out of hand. Yeah, and then yeah, the talk he's having with with the guard, or the officer, and then after, before he shoots him. Also, I talked about it in in my breakdown. There's a part where where Mayfield starts in on you know talking to the officer like that, and it cuts to Din, and he just does this slight little head nod like of disapproval. It was yeah. so subtle, but yet it. It said a thousand words. Yeah, and I, that's I, true. I loved it. The dialogue. I think. I think the believer had the best dialogue in this whole series. I do too. And um, we get to see a uh, pl- uh, seismic charge. Seismic charge <laughs> that may or may not also be why I put it so high. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, another reasoning that I had to was you begin to see. Um, I don't know how to properly put this, but you you begin to see Mando ease up a little bit on the Mandalorian creed, which the character development is crazy with him. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I thought was, I mean, not that sticking to it, the Mandalorian creed is a bad thing, Mm -hmm. um, but obviously I thought it was cool to see how Mando or how Din realized that there's going to be times where he has to take his helmet off, yep. like the facial recognition thing, yep. right? And I thought it was cool that you could see that he kind of realized that, that he was like, I have no other choice. In order for us to succeed, I have to do this. Yep. And he realized that and, and made a sacrifice. And then how cool was it that Mayfeld at the end was like, I never saw your face. Like, yeah, we, this, this never happened. Yep, like, that was really this, cool. And it was cool yeah. that they... they pretended that he died in that explosion to set him free basically <laughs> yep he doesn't he have to go back to prison he's a free man now yeah get a new name start a new life number three was the rescue the season finale. that's where i put number at number three okay okay um what do you have at number three sounds like you disagree um i'm gonna lose all of my uh, Ahsoka status with this, but I put the Jedi as number three, and I have really? I have reasoning. I'm quite surprised by that. I'm excited to hear it. Seeing Ahsoka, you go first. Okay. Um. So I put the rescue again. I I felt bad putting it this low, but it was just another one of those things where I had to. I had to put it this low. Amazing episode. I guess I won't talk about how low I put it, but I'll talk about how high I put it. I put it at number three because it was 100% completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they kept Mark Hamill a complete secret yes. was amazing. And I I almost feel like if a week ago you told me, somebody told me that Luke was going to be in the Mandalorian episode, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, um, well, I, I've heard I've heard uh, Mace Windu's name thrown around, and I've just rolled my eyes every time I hear it. Yeah, it's so just crazy. It would be no different with 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 Luke. Exactly, it's just crazy to think, and I did not believe it. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, 
Luke didn't even cross my mind until I saw his glove. And mm -hmm. so I love, and anybody who, who knows me knows, you know, some of my favorite movies are movies that have a, a big twist, like yeah. that involve something that I, I never see coming. Like one of my favorite movies is the prestige. And it's for that reason. Yep. Um, it just, I never expect the ending and it just makes it that much cooler for me. And so being able to see Luke and having no idea that it was going to be Luke was so cool for me. And then obviously Luke, Luke's fighting was phenomenal, but we already yes, talked about that. So of course, that's why I put that at number three. Okay. You want to hear my reasoning for why I put I, the Jedi I for really number do. three? I really do. I, okay. Number one on my list, I didn't really have to hesitate to think about it. Me neither. Mine was the, my number one. Was... So two and three were incredibly hard for me to decide. And what it came down to is while it was awesome and I loved every second of seeing Ahsoka fighting and just her live action on screen, Rosario Dawson is phenomenal and I cannot wait for her standalone series. As, much, as awesome as it was to see her, I have got to watch her from 2008 all of the way up until Rebels ended. I have had okay. I have had so much Ahsoka content that while I want more and I will always want more, I've gotten it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Actually, even though yeah. all even though seeing her live action was amazing, I had to put it number three on my list because I have seen Ahsoka a lot. And while again it's never enough, we've seen her a lot. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yep, actually, when you explain it that way, I almost agree with you. Okay. Yeah. But again, I mean, number three on the list of this amazing season is still it's really phenomenal. High. The the episode, I mean, the that episode was great. Yeah. And again, it was so hard. As two and three were very, I debated all day on what on which is which. Yeah. Number two. Okay, so number two for me was the Jedi. Um, that's where I had at yep. number two. Okay, we do have the same number one. I guessed your number one today at lunch, by the way. I know, and I should have. I know. You totally did, and I, I should have known that that would be, well, <laughs> should have known that that was going to be your number one too, mm -hmm. because now that I think about it, you were way too quick to answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, what would you guess is my number one? And you were like, the tragedy. And I was like, oh. Well, that was very quick of you to answer that. Yep. <laughs> so the Jedi was my number two. Obviously, seeing Ahsoka was so cool. Um, for me, uh, I don't think, honestly, because it was when Disney Plus came out, which was in November of 2018, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, or no, it was November of 2019. Um, and so really, I've spent all of 2020 watching Ahsoka and watching Ahsoka in different animated forms, I yeah. guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And every time I see Ahsoka, it is amazing. Yes. I have never seen Ahsoka in, a, in something related to Star Wars and been like, meh, it was okay. Never. I always walk away being like, that was, I have no words. And this was no different. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing Ahsoka here in live action 
was just all I could have ever imagined and hoped for. It yep. was so great to be able to see her in this live action, and that's why I put it at number two. Okay, good reason. And I just realized I I just realized that I gave away my number one when I didn't need to. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, uh-huh. <laughs> I kind of did that. I kind of did that for you too. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. So the reasoning I so the rescue is my number two, and I guess the mm-hmm. reasoning for it being number two is the opposite reason of why I put Jedi at number three. Okay. We so I I said we put the Jedi at number three because we've seen Ahsoka. I put yeah. the only reason I put rescue in front of it is because while we got to see Luke in the sequel, tr- the sequel trilogy, we didn't get to see him like this. And it was so yeah. unexpected seeing his X-wing fly and you didn't know who it was see him tear apart all of those dark uh, troopers. It was so fun to get to see that. It was so fun that it was such a callback to Rogue One, which is one of my favorite movies. It was such a fun callback to get to see that again. And again, it was so unexpected. And the emotion that I went through with Grogu and Din is like nothing I've ever experienced before, and it had to be number two. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, number one, the tragedy. The tragedy. Easy. Why was this your favorite? Uh, why wasn't this one my favorite? It's, it's a real question. from the beginning <laughs> to the end? Yep, 100%. The main reason um, that I put was, well... Uh, it's a little biased for me. Uh, I mentioned earlier in this episode, Boba Fett is my top three favorite characters. Mm -hmm. So watching him um, in action, because we didn't, and I've always, I've always been a little bit bitter about this. We never really got to see a lot of Boba Fett in action. And so being able to see how great of a fighter he is in this episode blew me away completely. Mm -hmm. And I owe a lot of that to, Robert Rodriguez, because um, his directing style made it that way. Uh, he which is going directed, to make this, which is going to uh, make the Boba Fett series so much incredible. better. Yeah, I'm so glad that they brought him in for this because that's Boba Fett is gritty. He is he gets the job done no matter how violent it has to be, right? Yep. And so seeing his fighting style come to life in this live action setting and seeing him finally put his armor back on, mm-hmm. even though as long as both me and you have been alive, Longer. Uh, it's, 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 it's been, never it's happened. been 40 years yeah. since he had that armor on. Yeah. Um, and just, so that's, that's the number one reason why I put it is because Boba Fett is top three for me and seeing him here was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other reason that I put, uh, the second reason that I put was I felt like this was the climax of the season. I f- felt like, well, uh, you could argue that the rescue was the climax, but I feel like this one was because we have, the, obviously, it's the tragedy. We yeah. have a turn of events where Mando has to obviously change course and now go and rescue this kid before he can bring him to a Jedi. And mm-hmm. Razor, I felt Razor like the was... gets destroyed. Oh yeah, that was the only. I guess that was the only bad thing about the tragedy episode. (laughs) Well, our reasonings are the same then, because the way Robert Rodriguez directed that, and Mm -hmm. like you said, the grittiness and just the total brutality of that entire episode. Oh man! When 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 Boba is taking out all the troopers with the Tusken Raider staff. Yeah, <laughs> it's so violent. It's so you could tell he has just years and years of pent up aggression. Yeah, that he's just like screw all of you guys. 
which I'm is, gonna help this guy out and I don't care what it takes. Which is what I hope we see in the book of Boba Fett. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That just gives me that much more to look forward to. I really hope we see some more of this grittiness and years of aggression. Yep. But the 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 one thing that was so there's two two unexpected things. So Fennec came back. Yep. Who Ming Na Wen is an awesome for this role, and she's been she's becoming one of my favorite characters. But she's also, great. you get to see. You always think that you know when Boba was a kid, he's trying to kill Mace Windu, and then he he goes with uh, Aura Sang and just becomes a bounty hunter and a bad guy. And but you really get to see him as a good guy in this yeah. whole series. Yeah, you do. You know, and yeah, that's why that's why I'm really curious to see where the book of Boba Fett's going to go because now that he is the Hut Lord, I guess you can say now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's I'm really curious to see where his character goes, but he just seemed like a just a guy wanting to help. Yeah, and it was it was cool, but yeah, like I said, the 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 directing from Robert Rodriguez was was awesome, and we got to see yeah. we got to see Grogu use the Force. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, we've seen him use the Force throughout the season, but now you get to really see him use it. Uh, the shot of <laughs> the beginning when he's like well it's too small to fit on we're gonna have to go with the windows down and he's just in the jet uh, holding him in the jetpack i love that he's got a big smile on his face that episode was just it's and it's the most entertaining yeah it is from start to finish you are i i remember so i recorded that episode on the monday so every other week our, our family goes out and has dinner and on that Monday, we were going to go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to report, record the podcast during dinner. So all during that day, I watched that episode, I think, four times, back to back to back. Yeah. And every single time, it was like, it felt new, and it felt like I haven't watched it before, and it felt quick. Mm-hmm. It didn't drag on. And you would think you watched something four times in a row that it would drag on, but it didn't. Yeah. And that's why I had to put it number one because it's by far say what you know say what you want about Ahsoka and her lightsabers and her fighting and and Luke coming in and fighting. The tragedy was the most entertaining episode from start to finish. It was. It definitely was. So that's cool. We our lists are pretty similar. Yeah, they are. You know, swap a few and we have basically the same list, which it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me either. But I think that wraps it up. I think so. Unfortunately, we yeah. gotta wait so long. We do have to wait for long. And uh, with that, I have to. I've talked about. I talked about it in last week's last week's episode. But I am taking a probably a two month hiatus from the podcast. I am having a baby in February, and I have so much to do. <laughs> and I just i I can't if if there's big news. Then I might jump on and I might have Jared jump on with me so we can talk about the news. But if it's just like smaller kind of news, then just I'll tweet it out and I'll be on Twitter. Maybe make short videos, like one minute update videos on Twitter for you guys. But I think I'm going to take a couple months off and I'm going to get the studio ready. And yeah, just get ready for my second kid to get here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take time off because I just talked about my motivation and how how good how much momentum I have going forward. But I just I need to. And with with it being the end of Mandalorian, I think it's I think it's it's a good time to do it. Yeah. 
So yeah. my goal is to get my room done. It's going to sound awesome. I've got sound. I put we put really good soundproofing insulation in the roof. I'm gonna. It's going to be carpeted, so it's going to sound so much. There shouldn't be any echo. And I'm getting hopefully some stuff for Christmas that will help the podcast. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show at Sarlacc Pod. You can follow my personal account at Brandon Kalos. I am getting a YouTube video, a YouTube channel off the ground. I have my outdoor channel, which I'm going to be working on for sure coming the new year. But uh, on January 1st, my goal is to put out my first video on the Brandon Kalos YouTube channel and then put out a video every day for the rest of the week. I have enough content edited that that shouldn't be a problem for me. So I definitely will be active on my YouTube channel. That's going to be my priority for a little bit because I have so much content already made. But then once the podcast get back, gets back, I think the podcast is going to be my number one priority. But yeah, that's that's everywhere you can find me. Jared, do you have some stuff that you want to talk about? Yeah. Do you mind if I make an announcement on your podcast? Absolutely not. Uh, okay. So so a couple weeks ago, uh, last time Brandon had me on the podcast, I teased a little bit that I had some things in the works. Um, and I am, I'm, I'm happy, very happy and excited to announce that those things are are going to be happening in 2021. Um, the main thing is my podcast. Um, so I will be starting a podcast. Hopefully, I can get the first episode out within the first week of 2021. Um, but it is going to. It's called the Hothead Podcast. Um, and the Hothead Podcast essentially covers everything that I'm that I love that I'm into. Um, we talk uh, from a full range, everything from sports news, sports updates, predictions, um, a bunch of sports talk to marvel updates marvel news marvel uh just discussions and star wars obviously is included in that as well um so if you love sports also you're secretly a huge nerd this podcast is for you honestly i i created this podcast because this was me i've got a sports podcast that i listen to and i've got nerdy podcasts that i listen to and i just thought why not combine them for those of us who who love both of them so this this is my opportunity to do that. I'm really excited for it. I'm going to have Brandon come on for a lot of these episodes as well. And the plan is, is to have an episode every week so that we can talk about the big news of sports as well as the big news of, of all the nerdy stuff that I love. And, and that includes video games as well. So just a full range of things. And with Disney Plus announcing so many new shows, we've got tons to talk about. So I'm really excited. Again, that's the Hothead Podcast. You can go find me on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Yet I don't have a Twitter account going up yet, but in the next couple of weeks, you should be able to find it. So that's that's the announcement I've got. So hopefully in 2021 we start that up. Very cool. I'm I'm so pumped to be on a sports podcast. We've we've talked about this. You've talked about this with me for a couple of months, and and me and you are very passionate about our sports. Yeah, and we are. 99% of the time we have the same opinion about it. And <laughs> yeah. once you get us going, it's hard to stop us. So it's really it's really going to be fun to be on the podcast. And like Jared, I I on this podcast I get to kind of be the teacher or the the master uh, if you will and he's the padawan. When it comes to Marvel, yeah. our roles are flipped. I'm I'm one of the guys that just, you know, watch him, watches a movie here and there, but he really knows his stuff. He really dives into it. So it's going to be cool to reverse roles and have me be the student this time. So that's yeah. going to be really fun. 
that'll be fun. I'm excited. The The hard part about this podcast is going to be keeping it under like four hours long. I know. I know. <laughs> That's going to be the hard part about it, but we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah, we will. It'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. It's gonna. Thanks be, for having me on. Again. It's gonna be cool. Twenty 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 one is gonna be pretty good, especially with all this newfound motivation I've had and and putting all the videos together. Especially, I, I want I want I want my outdoor channel to finally become what I made it four years ago, uh, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And just it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, can't wait can't wait for this new year. It's gonna be good things. So everybody have a Merry Christmas, have a Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, stay safe out there, and uh, I'll see you guys, I'll give you updates constantly on Twitter, just let you know where I'm at, but enjoy your time, and I'll see you in the next one.